Good morning. I'm Steve Gilbert, along with Dan Peterson and Jamie Weiser. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, presented by Roach & Sons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, a service experts company. We are an eight-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, a seven-time winner of the London Free Press Best of London, three-time winner of the Best of Home Stars, and a three-time winner of the Top Choice Award. Presenting sponsor of the London Night Radio Broadcast and uh, uh, nominee medium for London Chamber of Commerce Business of the Year, medium size. We want to thank you for listening today, and we hope that you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide information to our listeners about how heating, air conditioning, and plumbing works in your home. But most important, the phone lines are open, so you can call in locally at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. And uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Gilbert. How are you today? Awesome. Look at it out there. It is absolutely beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. spring day out there. Yeah. Com- compared to last week when we had a bit of a major snowstorm. And um, yeah, to this. The snow's gone, sun's shining, it's a blue sky. We'll take it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the snow came down pretty heavy there yesterday afternoon for a little while. I, I, I ignored and then it. gone. I just <laughs> ignored it. This, ignored this too it, will pass. Didn't know. see it. Knew that it was not going to last. Yeah. And then it left before you realized it. It did. Yes. Yeah. This was all just a, it was just a figment of your imagination. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you think anyone's taken their uh, cover off their air conditioning quite yet? You know, I have, I'm making a point not to talk about that. Okay. Because tomorrow is <laughs> supposed to be 11. So yeah. Right. Yes. Really yes. 12 degrees. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Dan, London Knights hockey. Yes, sir. How's it going? Going well. Okay. They uh, won last night, and they've opened a five-point lead over Kitchener now, and I think Saginaw, too. So they got to keep it rolling because they have eight games left, and five points is not enough. So okay, as long as they keep it, they're they're back at it again uh, in Owen Sound tonight and back in London on uh, Sunday afternoon. Tremendous. That's great. Yeah. Yep. Good. Go team. Playing well. That's yes. That's awesome. Yeah. And have you any? But you've been watching the Briar. I have been watching the Briar. That's awesome. So the Briar's on. The Briar is on. The big guns are firing. They are at the Briar. So looking good. Yeah. In the you know Kingston, Ontario, just a few hours down the road. So if you want, I I don't know. Probably you. I don't know if you're going to get a walk-in ticket today or not, but. Uh, certainly, if you have an opportunity to get to Kingston to look at that, that'd be great. We yeah. actually have a phone caller first thing this morning. I'm going to go to the phone line. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, fellas. How are you this Saturday? Super. Yeah, very good. good. I've got a question with regards to gas lines. Sure. Um, I have a home. It has a finished basement, so the ceiling's closed in. Yeah. And on the back side, we've got a uh, like an add-on room that was there over 40 years. I'm wondering, is it? kosher to run a gas line up into the attic and across to the other end of the house where I have to go? So the only thing about gas lines is if they're concealed, it has to be a continuous run and and it has to be protected. So um, like if there is a joint, if there's going to be a joint, then there has to be an access to it so they can actually check that joint. So just keep in mind, like certainly you can... is is that the is that the easiest route you think, Bill, or is there other ways? It's, it's probably the only route. I can't go around the perimeter for doorways that are in the uh, way, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And yes, yeah, so I I wasn't sure that flex 
line that they use so often now, whether that could be put up into the attic and run a continuous line over, and then uh, your joint would be where it comes out of the uh, the soffit and fascia area yep. uh, down into the room where I'm wanting it. Um, yeah, it, it really it, de- it depends. It depends on the on the guy who's doing the work because it's his license. So. I, right. I know on a continuous run like that, we typically like we we typically use copper, but they do the new the new gas tight is easy to work with, and you just have to make sure that you protect it from any chance of it being hit by a nail or something like that. That's the yeah thing. exactly. Yeah. In that, is it something that needs to be fastened down to the roof rafters or the roo- or the the joists? Well, it's cer- it certainly has to be identifiable. So uh, okay. when you so if anybody's up there, they know that that's a gas line. That's Line, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks, for that. Thanks yeah. Bill. That's nice to get a question so yeah. early in the morning. Yeah. First thing. A, that was right? a good question too. Yeah. Well, and the yeah. gas tight's yellow, so it has a yellow coating on it, so people should readily see that. But if you used a piece of copper, yep. Um, make sure you put some stickers on it. You can get stickers with the copper but that they say also, natural they, and they, gas. And they make a yellow-coated copper as well. Yeah. So, there's, so a, there's a vinyl sure coating. Yes, it has to something. be easily identifiable. Right. And gas lines are yellow. Yes. Right? Excellent. Yeah. So what time is it? I'm not just... Almost <laughs> quarter on the hour. <laughs> wow, look at that. Yeah. So <laughs> because we had a phone call... <laughs> We're probably just going to go to break, and then we'll get right back to you. But please remember the phone lines are open, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-6255. So... You, it's about time you picked a good it, song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. There we go. There we go. About time you picked a good song. Okay. Well, the song is just in reference to, it's Daylight Savings tomorrow or tonight, so I just want everybody to remember yeah. and cognizant of the time, so that's kind of the theme today. Anyway, we have another phone call, so we're Ooh. just going to go to the phone lines and talk to Randy. Randy, how's it going? Good morning, fellas. How are you guys? Super. Good. Very good. Um, I just wanted to uh, come over with a comment. Uh, we had you guys come in this week for a, uh, a service. Okay. And uh, during the service, they found a pretty large crack in the ABS pipe above the water heater. Oh. And uh, like it got replaced with a new water heater and everything. But uh, just having that regular service, and we do every year, found that. And I could have saved uh, my uh, three-year-old and my uh, three-year-old's life. Thanks, Randy. Find, thank you. Yeah. That. And I, uh, I appreciate you guys uh, coming in and doing that. Well, thank you very much for the comment. We, uh, our, our technicians are great, um, and uh, they're very thorough at what they do. And and I'm 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 very happy to hear that everything's good now. Yes. So no, we're uh, very happy, and uh, just want everybody to know that. Thank you. Thanks very much for the call, Randy. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Randy. Randy. Have a good weekend. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Service. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So I just want to remind people the phone lines are open, so you can give us a call, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. We already got two. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just want to keep it rolling, man. It's great, right? Yeah. When the when the phone's ringing, thinks yeah. it's Gus. It's yeah. awesome. Um, so, yeah, daylight savings. So what else? Yes. Uh, daylight savings, it's kind of one of the 
actually Kelly kind of stole some of our thunder this morning because yes, she talked she about daylight savings. Yep. And what else did she mention? Yeah, about our batteries. There, about yeah. batteries. Yes, yep. the, the batteries. Yep. And yes, what a great time to change our batteries, right? And yes. just make sure that everything is up to snuff. And um, we, we, we were also, we were talking at the break just about... Um, you know, some stuff has 10-year batteries, like my yes. my Nest uh, carbon monoxide and smoke detector, but it didn't make 10 years. It made five years. And uh, Dan, you asked me, well, how did you know, or did you, Jamie, was it you? Either way. Yeah. Yeah. Someone had to tell you because you don't check that stuff regular. We know that. Yeah. So it, it actually, it, it, I got an email to say that the batteries were low. It was time to change. And there's a light on my smoke detector uh, that changes colors to say- you know, it's time to change. Hey, stupid, change. Yeah. Didn't it you just, get it's one Steve, of those for your on. filters too? What's that? Didn't you get one of those for your filters I got the too? email and the reminder, yes, because it said, hey, Steve, time to change the filter. And, and then you? And I didn't, but oh. yes. But, you know, I changed the batteries, so Excellent. it's done. Very it's good. Done. <laughs> we have another caller. We're going to go to the phone line and speak to Jim. Jim, how are you this morning? Good morning, guys. How are you? Great. Good. Great. And you? Good. Quick question. Um, Got a house, brand new house, well, not brand new, it's three years old now. When should I start getting my furnace and air conditioner serviced on a yearly basis? So you can you can start anytime, Jim, um, just whatever whatever the date is. So they do my stuff, my timeline is August, so I have it done once a year in August. But just pick pick whatever date's convenient for you. So, you know, you just get it done and then put it in your calendar and get them to book it the following year and the following year and the following year, just as long as it's in a schedule. Okay, and, and why would you choose August versus, say, October or earlier on in air conditioning season? Uh, I, well, I chose August because I know it's preheating season, and then I know that my air conditioner is going to be running anyways. So I took it kind of, uh, I know both pieces of equipment can operate at that point in time, so that's why I chose August. Okay, yeah. perfect. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for the call, Jim. Yeah, have a good day. You too. You too. So when do you have your stuff maintained, Dan? August. August? Yeah, I have it. Uh, I have them do air conditioner and furnace at the same time. And, and Jim? April. April. Yep. It really, it's whatever time works for you. Yep, yep. That's, but that's it. the importance is having it done on a regular basis. And so yep. whatever that is for you, then that's great. Yep. So, yeah. And, and even yeah. though both of our products are relatively new, only a few yeah. years old, I mean, every year since we put it in, we're, we're still having someone come by to look at yeah. and make sure. Yeah. New does not always mean good, right? <laughs> but, but it's true with, with yes. all aspects of our yes. lives. Just because it's new does not mean it's good. So you know, sometimes you get a false hope that maybe that new product is you know, in your new house that you shouldn't have to worry about that, but it's not, that's not the case. Yes, it's right? true. Yeah. yeah. And I, we, have, we have lots of people that have their furnaces uh, done in January and February, and then, they, then they'll have a second visit. Um, in September, October, yeah. to do their air conditioner. Yeah. So it really, it really depends on your schedule, yeah. and we try to be uh, very flexible with with that when it comes to our customers. Well, so. and a lot of people are more comfortable. Get your heating done in in later fall because you're going to use it in yeah in the winter time. Exactly. And your air conditioner, you know, June or or not June, but maybe April, May. Yep. You got to think about that. So that's you know, and that's easy for them. Everybody has their own idea on on how they want to do that. Absolutely, so. yes. Yep. Now Richard chimed in because he commented on something that you made a comment to as well was that um, winter covers, which mm-hmm. I was 
going to talk about, but <laughs> uh, he he just he was just commenting that you need to he should swing by and take Peter's winter cover off because he'll be turning his air conditioner on tomorrow because yep. it's going to be like <laughs> eleven or twelve <laughs> degrees tomorrow. <laughs> so if you're listening, Peter, which I know you are, yes, um, he is. You may want to take your cover off because it's going to be twelve degrees tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan. Yes. You have an avid listener on this radio program. I do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> and that avid listener usually kind of sends me uh, emails with specific questions because I don't know, uh, doesn't want to talk to you directly, but it's an avid listener. <laughs> She's shy. Yeah. Anyway, so one of her questions um, was, what would cause black pieces of something to come out of the hot tap in your tub? Now- I don't know, it doesn't say, she doesn't know the chemical makeup of these black pieces or how big the pieces are or anything. It's just, that's that's all I have. So, okay. Well, in, in most instances, if you have little pieces of lime breaking off or little pieces of calcium coming out of your water heater, the dip tube um, on your water heater that takes the cold water in is is a very common one. But that's what color? That is usually a whitish gray color. Okay, so that's not it. That's not it. And and anything that your kitchen tap or your um, basin in your in your bathroom, they all have a strainer on them. So any little pieces that come through are probably stopped by that strainer, so you'd never see them. Right. But in your bathtub, right, there is no strainer on that. Oh, tap. so that water's just coming straight out of yeah. the tap. So with it, no, you'll okay. see that floating or even sinking to the bottom. And if you have a two-handle... How can you see black stuff with all the bubbles in your bathtub? And it's probably off of the washers. Oh. Because as the washers wear, we call it feather on the edges, get thinner. Yep. And as they they finally get thin enough, those little pieces start to come off. And they'll come right through the tap and they'll go right into your tub. It's not nothing harmful or anything like that, but it is an indication that you should service that tap soon, change well, the washers you, or change it. You know what it means to me with this particular listener? I, I think it means that she should probably, you know, upgrade and go to a moon control and go to something <laughs> that doesn't have washers and all that problem would go away. Right, most single taps. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's fond of the taps they have. Okay, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, sorry. most single taps, you know, that it's in the cartridges, they slide. Yes, or they go from cold to hot and they just swivel. So chances of that happening with one of those faucets is pretty slim. So same thing with any faucet then. Any faucet. Any of the sure. old faucets, like if once you once you're squeezing those down, you're actually compressing that washer inside yes. there. And as it ages. Right. Yes. And do they ever dry out as well then? They don't very often dry out. But as they age and you compress them, they will crack. Okay. But that's just from just from use, really. Right. So then when yeah. they crack, then you're going to have that You'll drip. have big pieces and okay. a drip. And a drip. Yeah. Okay. And it can happen on any faucet. Right. It's just the aerators on, on most other faucets. Catch it so you never know so it You happens. never know it unless you take the aerator off and you see pieces right. of it Right, so then there. really all you have is just that drip, drip, drip going on right. in the tap and then not ever understanding yep. that that's breaking that's down. correct. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess Dan's listeners should look for a drip and that would indicate there's a problem <laughs> with the washer. <laughs> well, that's, thank you. That's, you know, that's why you, Dan Peterson, are the godfather of plumbing. 
right? Well, the you know the it may yeah, not the... may not always drip. Well, you know, speaking of that, <laughs> <laughs> I will lead into something else with that. How uh, on March 11th, it's International Plumbing Day. Oh, okay. So hug your plumber. So yeah, and if you don't want to hug your plumber, you can shake their hand, but make sure that you have um, gloves on. <laughs> or some of the alcohol. So, oh, no, so most since, people will say hand sanitizer yes. with a plumber, but <laughs> now since you're leading into this, are you are you kind of suggesting that you may want something on on March the 11th? No, oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just recognition. Yeah, just, just recognition. Recognition for your plumber if he happens to be at your house doing something. I, I mean. We have some of the highest sanitation standards in the world in Canada, and a lot of that is due to the way the plumbers look after our systems. They put in a lot of hard work in their apprenticeships. Yes, they do. You know, yeah. and getting to where they are. So just give them a thank you. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. We'll keep that in mind. We have another caller on the phone, so I'm going to go right to the phone lines. We're going to talk to Wayne. Wayne, how are you today? Good. How are you? Super. Good. Good. Got a quick question. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, I've got, when I, my wife turns, puts a washer on and off in the basement for our clothes. Yes. It knocks. Like the, when the water, go, like, you know, when you have water spraying into the tank. Right. And then the water stops. Yeah. I get a knock in my lines. Yeah. It's a water hammer. Um, what happens is those solenoid valves in washing machines shut off so quickly that it actually... Hammers, it actually sends a shock back up the line. If That's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, yep. And if, if there's a loose um, hanger on that pipe, it gives it that opportunity to hammer like that. Okay. So the first thing to do is to just follow those lines back um, up into the ceiling and just or down into the basement. See if there's any hangers that may be loose on them. Put a little piece of foam in there to take up that. Okay. And okay. also you can get... Uh, water hammer arresters that go on a, a faucet for a washing machine now so that when that happens, it, it that takes up the shock. Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah. Right. Thanks, Dan. All right. No All problem. Right. No Thanks going. very much for calling, Wayne. No problem. Okay. Well, look at you go today. Now, that was something that they used to put <laughs> in houses back in the day, was it not? Dan? Oh, did like they? A, was that a standard? Was that I know that issue? in my house, I had uh, underneath my sinks a, a length of pipe that Seemed to go nowhere that was capped on the end. And I, when yeah. I asked you, you said, oh, no, that's what that's for. That's yeah. a, to act as a shock arrestor for yeah. that on and off of the tap. Yeah. Wow. So then yeah. why did we, oh, we've gone to, so what, but now that we're in plastic, what happens? Well, you don't get that same shock because the plastic isn't as solid as a, a copper line would be. Right. But the, but there's still, that water shutoff is still happening that's very quickly. Still, exactly. So a lot of times they'll put uh, water hammer arrestors. Shock absorbers, still they put them in the lines where a faucet shuts off quickly. Well, because that 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 abrupt change in pressure right. must have an effect on all the fittings well, down sure. the line. Yeah. Sure, yeah. it can send a shock all the way back down the line. Mm-hmm. So every place there's a joint, right. you know, it could, um, over a time, <coughs> could structurally damage that joint. Wow, okay. So and and that was common back then, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Is uh, they used to put them on all the time, but they didn't have a, an actual mechanical fitting out no. that they use for that. So in homes, they put uh, pieces of pipe with and cap it was just on. Just that airspace that took care of that. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Just want to, uh, it's the bottom half of the hour, so we're probably going to have to uh, give our advertisers some space. So please remember the phone lines are open at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. We'll talk to you in a few minutes. Thank you. So that is, um, what song did I pick, Steve? Not on my playlist. <laughs> Sunday Morning by Maroon 5. <laughs> not on your playlist? No, sir. You don't like Maroon 5? Uh, no. Okay. All right. I'm not even going to ask you, Dan, because I already know. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got another caller. We're going to go to the phone lines and talk to Jeff. Jeff, are you still there? How are you? Yes, I am. Thanks for waiting. Uh, you know, no problem. Uh, you a few minutes ago, you were talking about the air conditioner covers, taking them off and that before you fire up your air conditioner. But uh, you forgot to mention that to maybe go down to the main fuse panel to make sure that the uh, circuit breaker is turned back on for there, the steam before you fire it up. Absolutely. That's right. So thank you for that. So, yes, we, we have a practice where when you put the cover on in the wintertime, you turn the breaker off, and when you take the cover off, you turn that breaker back on. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. You're welcome. I appreciate that reminder for me. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. Yeah. Good I, I did that one. Right yeah. there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye now. So Jeff is 100% correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Take that cover off, turn that breaker on, because if you forget to turn the breaker on, when you go to, when that hot day comes and you flip that switch and you're thinking, how come my air conditioner's not working? <laughs> and then you make a service call. Our service guys show up. They're going to collect their $100 at the door, and they're going to go downstairs and turn the switch on, and you're going to, yeah, not be happy. Yeah, don't tell yeah. your wife that happens. No? <laughs> so, yes, Jeff, I appreciate that phone call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Dan, <laughs> your avid listener also had another question for you, and I've never heard this one before either. So what would cause a click noise in your toilet tank as it's filling up? As it's filling up, it's probably the... Uh, fill valve inside the toilet. It clicks? It, some of them do, depending on what kind they are. As the float is lifting up, especially on a, a, a one-piece float that has, or fill valve that has the float already built in, they click, click, click as the water's filling up in the tank. So some sounds, are louder than others. Sounds to me like she needs a new toilet. Um, <laughs> that's the salesman coming out in here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But the fill valve will make that noise. Does it? Okay. Yeah. So it yeah, could not be a normal always. noise. Yeah. It's, it's a normal noise. Okay. So obviously it's very quiet in her bathroom that you can well, actually it, hear the you know, clicking. if you're Is in it? a house and you don't have the TV on. Or right. Yeah. It's quiet. It, and then that noise just, um, seems to get a lot louder when there's nothing going on. Yeah. yeah I get it. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for answering those, you old wise one. We have another We have another caller. We're going to go to the phone lines and talk to Connie. Connie, how are you this morning? Fine, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a toilet. It's, uh, it'll be five years old in June. Yes. And is there any reason why it would del- uh, develop a crack in the bowl? Oh. oh. Um, Nothing's fallen in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually the first cause, actually. You have kids at home putting yeah. toys down there? Uh, yeah, who dropped something in that toilet? No one did. Uh, I think there was a cartoon in the paper. No one is quite popular. 
Right. Um, there really is no reason. They, they expand and contract with the weather. Mm-hmm. And that's probably all it was. And, and when that toilet was fired in the kiln, it might have started to crack a little bit then, and then an amble goes over top of it, and they never see it. Okay. So over the years, it's with expansion and contraction in your home, it probably has just spread So just out. keep an eye on it. But, I mean, I, I put it one in one time. Um, I put it in... One afternoon, I went back to finish the job the next morning, and the tank had cracked. In just a few hours? You know, just kind of overnight. Wow. And the worst of it is, you should get it looked after, or looked at, because if it cracks and you're not home, the water doesn't know enough to shut off. It doesn't know that you're not home. It thinks you've just flushed the toilet. Yeah. Okay. It's just that the, we had to replace one, the, like I said, almost five years ago because, yeah. you know, the conch part of it at the front, yeah. it, had fill, it had completely blocked up. Oh, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. I'm not having luck with toilet. No, you no. don't have any toilet luck. And, yeah, and, and it's because it's a colored one, it's a lot more money. Oh. oh. The colored one, <laughs> does the colored one have the crack in it now? Pardon me? Is it a colored one that's got the crack oh, yeah. in it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Of course. Well, yes. well the yeah. tub and the sink are, the, are colored, so... Yeah, so changing... Yeah, you need the colored toilet because you're not going to do a bathroom reno just because of the color, right? Yeah, that that could kind of lead you into Maybe you have a, the one from the bath, basement brought upstairs and put a white one down there. That, yeah. Well, sure, <laughs> if they're can, the same absolutely. color, you can yeah. do that. Sure you can. Yeah. Okay, yeah. thank you very much. All thanks righty. for calling, Connie. Yep, okay, thanks. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye now. Yeah, that's... The, that's those, um, you know, when they had when they had that colored product, it's great until yeah. something goes wrong, and then you have to then you have to replace it, right? So, and the the colored products are still out there. Yes, um, not near as popular as they used to be. Right, it's a lot easier to change the decor in your bathroom to change than to change all the fixtures. So, if you're putting an off white or a white in, you can change the colors on your tile, on your floor, on your Right, because white goes with everything. Pretty yes. well, yes. yes. And it'll be always easy to find something white, no right. matter the manufacturer. Right, when you yeah. when it comes time to replace. Yeah, wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, where I don't know where I was going. You had a, you had a bit of a story, uh, Jamie. Yep, which one? I had two stories, so. Okay. I, well, actually, I had someone ask the question with, uh, with all the goings-on with the World Health Organization and the right. coronavirus there stuff we going are. on. Yes. Um, what, is there anything that can be done within our air quality of our house that would help reduce some of the possibilities? Okay. I mean, there's no, I, you know, we all realize there's no 100% way of any of it, but is there something we can do to, you know, do so, our best to prevent some of that so stuff? So in, in your home, in, in, in my home anyways, I have... Um, I have a five-inch filter. It's the same filter that you have in mm-hmm. your house mm-hmm. and yours, Dan. Mm-hmm. It's a five-inch, and we call it a MERV 11 filter. So it stops it stops a lot of airborne uh, particulate. Uh, so anything going through that airstream is going to get stopped. Now, they do make, in that, for that same cabinet, if you want to get down to a finer, uh, if you want to get, if you want to filter down to a smaller particle, they now make a MERV 13 for that cabinet and a MERV 16 for that cabinet. MERV 16 is as low as you can go in a, in a, in a, in a furnace situation. So mm-hmm. in this time, if you're concerned, you can put one of those better filters in. But then on the other side of my furnace, I have UV. So I have an ultraviolet. 
Uh, it's called an APCO Fresh Air UV. So anything going through that air stream as it passes through the furnace, now it's into the uh, front part where the air conditioner coil is. I radiate it with ultraviolet, and that would take care of anything else that that the filter doesn't catch on the backside. So I, in my home, I feel I'm protected from anything which is airborne and the filter that is going through the furnace system. So mm-hmm. if it doesn't go through the furnace system, it can't be touched, right? right? But, right. Yeah. but I'm quite confident in my own home uh, that the air quality is as good as I can make it. Okay. Right. And, and Steve, you should change the um, bulbs in those ultraviolets. Absolutely. So How often? So uh, I use a two-year bulb. Yes. So my bulb is good for two years. Now, the what's... What's not, what happens is though, you'll go downstairs and it's, it's year two and you look, well, the light's still on, so it's still working. Mm-hmm. Well, sure it is, but what happens is it doesn't produce the UV like it did. So it yes. starts to lose capacity. Yes. So it's still, really all you've got is a black light going on at that point in time. Yeah. So put your posters down there and you'll be okay. But just keep in mind that bulb is rated to change every two years. And the reason for that is after Mm -hmm. two years, it starts to lose its capability of producing the ultraviolet that it needs to do what it does. So it loses strength. It does. You know, to uh, kill. And that's for um, bacteria and and all. All viral, bacterial, VOCs, uh, anything which is harmful in the airstream. Yes. Yes. And we yeah. can use those on, on our water, which I think is where we actually seen them come out first. I believe so, too. And they've yes. realized that you can put that in your furnace on the, and the air moving by it. Same thing. It does the same thing. So yes. that's a great product. It is. And we actually, so I like it on the, above my air conditioner coil. And the reason I like that is your air conditioner coil is in a damp, dark environment. So that's where you have chance of bacteria, bacteria and right. viral growth to go right. on. So right. because I'm illuminating that with UV, I should never have any bacteria or viral growth on my evaporator coil. And during a service? So like when you guys come to my place on in April to do my furnace service, that is something, because I also have that black light, that is something that they will... It's not a, a black light. <laughs> okay, UV light, sorry. <laughs> Back to the poster. That's okay, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what would, they would do, they would check your, your history and see when that when that went in, and they would also see, has this bulb been replaced? It's in year one, it's a two-year bulb, we're good for another year. Or, Jamie, it's we're in year two, we need to we need to replace this bulb. And is it cleanable when they do that? No. Service? Nor so it's not can like you, they take it out, wipe it off, and put it back in? No, no, you can't touch it with your hands because okay. the oil spot would develop yes. on there and it would cause a problem yeah. on the light. Okay. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're very careful on how they handle those lights, yes. Yes. We are at 9.45, so I'm going to have to turn it over to Kelly, and then uh, we'll be back with you soon. But the phone lines are open, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Talk to you soon. Boy, did I just get shot a look on that song. <laughs> My rock and roll oldie friend here, Jamie Weisler, is telling me that, how come you didn't pick any rock and roll songs? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, where did that one come from? Like, where's, where'd that one from? Because there's a couple out there. I could have helped you with this, I, you know. <laughs> do you know what? You can pick the music for next week. Okay. All right? All right. We'll see. You're on. Ed Sheeran, here we go. <laughs> That's I, Ed Sheeran's fine. I man. know. Yeah, I like Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Uh, anyways, 
the song's called Thunder by the Imagine Dragons, and spring's around the corner, man. What's so that have to do with time? I don't know. Spring, time. <laughs> I don't know. Do you like to say it's song. time for rain showers, I think, <laughs> yeah, is the, yeah, the, okay. the thunder. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, don't forget to turn your clocks which way? Spring ahead, fall back. Fall back, spring yeah. ahead. So we lose an hour of sleep tonight. And it might be the last year, they're saying. Then they're just going to wipe it out. I think so. Yeah. That's we'll the talk. We'll that see. That is the talk. We'll see what happens. Dan, tomorrow's a pretty important day, right? Tomorrow is a pretty important day. <laughs> so you were told. So, so what's I've tomorrow? been informed that tomorrow's International Women's Day. Yes, it is. So, actually, as you're thinking about your plumber on Wednesday, <laughs> you should think that it's International Women's Day before that. I would so th- yes. yes. You and that might be more important than International Plumbers Day. So. You know, you should uh, thank all the women in your life and all the women in important positions and be grateful and thankful for them all. Yes. Yeah, so because I won't see you tomorrow, Kelly, I'll just say thank you right now. Thank you <laughs> yes, for thank all you, that Kelly. you do for the radio show and uh, keeping us on track and doing such a great job. And she does a great us. job. Yeah. Yes, she makes you. us look good. Yes, she does. Uh, that, yeah, That's she makes not easy sound, to do. She makes us sound great. <laughs> yes. I don't know about the looking good, but uh, she does make us sound fantastic. <laughs> exactly. So thank you, Kelly. All right, so um, what else can we talk about? Someone called in, so this is out of the, this is out of the grab bag, um, wanted to know uh, why one room in the house would be so much colder than the rest of the house. Any ideas? Well, there could be many reasons, actually. Um, insulation in, might be one? Insulation, um Windows, doors, uh, no cold air. No cold air return, return so poor um, circulation. Or yeah, there is a lot of, you know, almost are going to have to have someone come and look at that. I know I have one bedroom that is furthest away from the furnace that has a hot air and the cold air return is outside the bedroom door in the hallway. If you shut the bedroom door, I don't get the same circulation. You That's can, right. The furnace can only move um, the air that gets to it. Right. So there could be a damper partially closed. I found that. So I found that one I found more than many. I found many, many times. You yes. Know, a customer will just say, this room, this room seems to be cold. And uh, there's, you know, so I just, I'll go in, I'll check it. And I just, I pull the register. And you just got to stick your hand down a little yes. ways. And yes. there's typically, that's where the damper control is. Yes. Like not the one on the register. There's actually one in the duct pipe. Yeah. You just got to stick your hand down there. And I mean, nine times out of 10, that thing has been turned off and it's closed. So there's no mm. heat coming out of that register. So you yeah. just kind of open it up, put the register back on and you're looking like a hero. Yeah, but it's, uh, it can be that simple. Yeah. Uh, the importance of cold air in a room is... Uh, well, let's put it this way. When you, on a furnace in a room, once you close the door, if there's no cold air return, that room pressurizes. Right. So then that register actually stops working yes. because it can't push any more ro- air into the room. Yes. So you either have to leave the door open to allow that air to circulate out, or you have to put a cold air return in that room in order for That's it. Right. So they can pull air which is being delivered in there. And then that room will circulate as well. Yeah. So just 
it, there's sometimes there's a lot more to it. Best way yeah. to do it is just to have us come out and have a peek at it, and we can offer you some yeah, solutions. It's almost um, an important thing for someone to have a look at that because there are different solutions. It could be could be a few different problems that you may need someone to have a look at it for you. Yeah. So, and, Mr. and what about the upstairs downstairs? Uh, you know, because you know, cold air falls, hot air rises. So downstairs is always going to be colder than upstairs. I mean, is that a matter of fine tuning your vents upstairs to create enough forced air downstairs? So cold air never likes to. So it must usually we see that problem in the summertime. Cold air does not like to go upstairs. So. Uh, typically, I, I'll tell you one thing, because I can't speak to the importance of insulation so much and actually heat buildup in attics. That is, that's a huge cause of uh, upstairs getting too hot. So if you haven't, if, if your insulation is poor in the attic, or if you don't have adequate attic ventilation and your attic is superheating, it will push its way through that, through your living space into the ceiling of, of the upstairs. So... Uh, cold air return is important on the second level, especially nowadays when they're building a house, a two-story house. The cold airs will be up close to the ceiling now. Okay. And that's so that we can draw the heat away as it's pushing down through the ceiling. Yeah. We'll draw it away, take it right back downstairs to where the air conditioner is so that evaporator coil can get can deal with it. Likewise, cold air returns in the uh, basement are low to the ground now. So we want to take... We want to take air back from our two extremes, up high in the highest level and down low at the lowest level. Keep your fan running, mix it all up, and it will do wonders for you. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, keeping the fan running is important too. It yes. It tends to equalize the, uh, you know, the air movement inside the house. Yes. Um, someone, someone gave it to me this way too, Dan. You'll appreciate this. Um, so... Constant air circulating in a house is better for you. It's, yes. it's your filter can clean it. It's an ongoing thing. Right. So, would you rather swim in um, a stagnant, like a, a still pond, right, or water that's moving? Yeah. Right. Because if it's yeah. if it's still, it gets stagnant. If it's yeah. moving, it stays fresher. Right. Yes. Okay? Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's a good. That's a good analogy of that. Technical question for you, Mister Weiser. Sure. You just, you have a son-in-law? I do have a son-in-law. Okay, and he just had his thermostat replaced. Yes, he did. Yep, had an Ecobee installed in their house. And, uh, they're, you know, they're all about technology, not me. I still have the old Honeywell dial I thing. No. <laughs> but, uh, so, and they also have an Alexa. Yes. So, once again, you know. Ecobee and Alexa like each other. They, you know, they, yeah, they got along <laughs> right away. So, after shortly after the install, next day something happened and the furnace was not working properly. So all of a sudden, my daughter gets a text message on her phone because their Alexa's, you know, in that tech world, and saying, "I've been trying to heat your house for the last two hours, and the house has not been responding. What would you like me to do?" <laughs> something along those lines. So yeah. they were they were not at home, but they were informed by their system that something was amiss with the furnace. Right. So, um, it, it it the technology is. Pretty amazing, I have to admit that uh, they're able to know this when they're not at home to know that you know they have to get some sort of you know service appointment to figure that out. It's, and it is probably something simple. It was as it was. Yes, it was something simple, but yes. Um, but, so you know, so now, a, so nowadays, so when they, you also told me a story too that when they first installed that thermostat and they had an Alexa someplace else in the house, yep. you said the two of them started talking to each oh, other. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they didn't ask them to. They just, hey, neighbor, and next thing you know, they're, <laughs> they're getting along. So, yeah. So, 
I, I know technology can be a scary thing sometimes, but in sometimes in cases like these, uh, it's a great benefit mm-hmm. because yeah. they found out before they got home that there was a problem at the house and it wasn't heating properly. Yes. So, uh, you know, it's something that they can, it's not a surprise when they walk in the door. No, no. They can start to deal with it and yeah. maybe get someone on the phone to say, I think there's a problem at the house, no. you know, and yeah. just and get And they did out. and they called your company and your company took care of it for them. And But uh, it was, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It, yeah, it worked out very good for them. They were pretty tickled with it. So yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? Yeah. And uh, I I made a mistake uh, because you know we we gave uh, we this is the fellow we gave the thermostat to, and it, we we ended up we had a problem. We didn't have enough wires, so we switched out to uh, the Ecobee, and uh, that worked great for them. Yes, absolutely. They were tickled. Yeah. Awesome. That's good to hear when the yeah. story works out that way, yeah. right? <laughs> we are on. The top, it, this this hour has gone by really fast. It has. All those phone calls. Well, we had we had six callers today. That's mm. awesome. Yeah, that's great. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> still no transmission calls, though. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> that's okay. People are still, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's okay. the Inch Ultimate it, Home Comfort I Show. Know, but yeah. it's going to be getting too late pretty soon to do those transmission calls. Do you know, calls. it's not true because even when you're retired- you can still answer transmission no, questions. I probably could. Yeah. Right? That's true. It's just yeah. like the godfather in this chair over here who's retired, yeah. and he still is has a plethora of knowledge when <laughs> yes, it comes to the plumbing Just world. a plethora. A plethora. <laughs> That's a nice word. He's, he's yes. fun to travel with. Uh, just one quick thing. We are having the special of a lifetime. We have our duct cleaning. There's a special on the website for our duct cleaning. 250 bucks for a duct cleaning. Regularly 399 It's now 250 don't miss that chance. That is a great deal. Call in yeah. and get your ducks cleaned. Yeah. Okay? That's if you have ducks. Everybody's got ducks. Not everyone. Emmer ducks. <laughs> All right. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling in London, St. Thomas at 519-681-2450. Sarnia, 519-786-2373 or always at 1-866-EXPERTS. You can listen to a podcast of this show at RoyInch.com and hit the company tab and then the About Us tab. You'll see the Inch by Inch button on the uh, thing and you can click on it and get to it. I want to thank you two gentlemen today yeah. for coming in and helping me out oh. and uh, have a great weekend. Don't forget about Daylight Savings and International Women's Day. But as we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard. Bye from Inch. Life's a cinch. We'll see you next week. Surprise, surprise. Never something I could hide When I see we made